0: Hi, I'm Quentin D'Souza, and you're listening to Get Real Wealthy. Create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing. Make sure to check out getrealwealthy.com. In this episode, this member is going through his first Burr property. He is looking for advice on the refinancing part of the strategy. He doesn't have comparables in his area, but we cover some tips to help him maximize his appraisal. Have a listen. I just wanted to uh, touch base quickly, get to know you a little bit and also see if I could help you out. So let's get maybe just just a quick overview on your experience in real estate up to, to today.
1: Yeah, right on. Um, So I'm currently executing my first uh, burr project in uh, Port Coburn uh, in the Niagara region. It's a single family home that I'm converting it into a legal duplex. Um, So just at the tail end of renovations right now, um, that is in a nutshell, my first um, investment project. Um, I did move from Calgary to the GTA. Um, so I own a condo in Calgary um, that's on rent. So essentially I've got two uh, rental properties. And uh yeah, you know, hoping to refi at uh, in about October, November timeframe. Um so just going through the tenant screening processes as we speak. Um, so you know, now I'm just getting ready for you know my next deal and um Trying to gauge, you know, what some of the steps should, you know, what should I be looking for, whether it's a you know, similar project or even just open uh, to do some partnerships with someone, uh, maybe on some flips or um, open to do some private lending as well. So, so I guess, you know, I've got some options that I wanted to explore.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let me um the property that you're doing the tenant due diligence is that for the duplex or for the Calgary property? For the duplex. Okay. Um and your refinance I'm assuming is for the bifix like the the Burr property that's uh, that's the other piece that you're going to work on. You bet. Okay. Have you considered refinancing the Calgary condo or is that not possible?
1: You know, unfortunately, the value of the condo has gone down. So, um, you know, I bought it in 2013 for just under 290k. And right now, I think the value is 260k with the amount of surplus in condos that are in the city. Yeah.
0: And I, you know, it's funny that a lot of people think that real estate always goes up. And um, you know, the truth is that it, it doesn't always go up. And you can own an asset for a long period of time and not have the same value. That's why I always say it's important to have cash flow on those assets. So exactly. but I, I'm assuming that based on the numbers, that you should be okay. Is it a cash flow positive uh condo or, or negative?
1: The duplex is break-even. Okay, Break- what
0: about the condo?
1: Uh, the duplex sorry the condo is break even uh, the duplex um will be cash flowing about 1400 a month um so i've got uh 2400 uh, on the main floor with the garage and 2000 for the basement um so so you know i'm pretty happy with the way like hopefully all things go well but yeah i'm looking pretty good with the cash flow there
0: Okay, that's good. So, um, and and that's, you know, that's great that you're able to do that. One of the things I'm going to suggest you do if you haven't done it before is uh, think about how you're going to do the appraisal of the property because you need to remember that the, the strategy is based on the final appraised value. And I mean, it's not something that um, is set in stone, but um, there is that course in the vault section of education REI that's on the appraisal process. So make sure that you go through it. And and one of the key pieces is to get, um, get yourself Uh, ready for the appraisal so there's steps that you need to do before the appraisal which is you know position the property so that it looks well that it looks good Um, you know that you get some comparables from other properties in the area that you're tracking those so that you can give the uh, appraiser a document basically it's an appraisal package that kind of does the job for them and helps them to be ready for the appraisal there's some samples in the on the uh, education REI website of actual other people have gone through the process and prepared that package Um, and I have found consistently that we were able to get higher than the expected appraised amount by going through that that process so um, I just had somebody who did it on a a duplex in Belleville, and she said that she got about $30,000 more than what she had anticipated. And the key is always to if you're expecting the appraisal to come in, let's say at 500,000 is to prepare your package so that your appraisal looks like 550,000. And if you end up getting 525,000, then, you know, it's a win-win, a right? Um, now, the other key is that if you don't get the appraised value at that you want there are strategies for you to be able to um, come back to it again one is um, you know if you think about it there's a couple of pieces that you can do one is that you can if the appraisal doesn't come in at the value you expected you could Go for a second appraisal on the property. You may have to pay for the appraisal, but three hundred dollars is worth it if it if you access, you know, fifty thousand dollars, right? So yeah. um, that's one thing. The other one is um, that you take a shorter term mortgage, so you take a one year term versus uh, accepting a, a like a longer term mortgage, or you do a variable rate mortgage, which is the one I always prefer. I never um, go with a fixed rate. I always go with a variable rate because You can always um, refinance a variable rate with a uh, three-month interest penalty, right? So it makes it easier for you to come back. And if you don't think the appraisal is the appraised value, you can go back and talk to your financial institution perhaps in six months and say, look, Here's a current comp that shows that the value is this. I would like to refinance the property again. And you go through the process again. Uh, Hopefully you'll get the appraised value that you want, but those are a few strategies to help you make sure you go through that course. It is well worth the time and effort to do it and look at the examples that are there. Okay. absolutely. That'll that'll, that'll really help you. Do you have any questions or something that I
1: can? Yeah, I do actually. It's this, um, I guess going into the deal, um, you know, I did not have any comparables in Port Corburn, right? So I bought the property for 500K and uh, I put in about 120K to, you know, legalize it and, and create a duplex. So it's really gone from like, uh, you know, it was um, not in a very good shape and I brought it up to its highest and best use. My challenge is that in and around Port Corburn, there aren't any duplexes uh, leave aside with the square footage. I have 1600 square feet on top, 1600 at the bottom. Um, so I don't see duplexes of the same size of the same finishes, and that—that that is, I feel like I'm in uncharted territories. And you know, I—I I, I agree with the whole appraisal binder. Like, you know, I'll put in the information, like what what investments I've made, upgrades I've made, but I don't have comparables, like. Do you have any suggestions? Yeah, so a couple of different things: pick a
0: square footage uh, of a house that's very similar to the square footage that you already have, even though it's not a, a legal duplex, and then argue your case that you know this is this is you know sixteen hundred square feet. Um, of finished space upstairs but also 1600 square feet of finished space downstairs so an equivalent would be a 3200 square foot house and see if you can argue that and then also argue the value of having a legal duplex because now you have two separate incomes that can be included also you can't be shut down from the city saying that you're not legal you've got these You know, so you have to argue your case, but when you're using comparables, you might have to like look out a little bit further in order to try to find comparables. It may not be a direct comparable. But, um, you know, you will have other sales in the pro- in the area, you just have to figure out w- which ones are more like the ones that you have. And you know what you should talk to the, um, you should talk to the appraiser, there are different ways to appraise property. So there is the comparative method, there is the income method, and then there's the replacement method. So, you um, you know, if one of those methods are weak, they can use some of the other. Now, they probably don't want to use the income method. But I would argue that based on the uh, numbers that you're sharing with me, that the income method would actually be a good method to, to, to use. Now, you know, you need to talk to I'm not an appraisal or appraiser, but you need to talk to an appraiser. Uh, or your appraiser and discuss that with them. That's one of your challenges. Don't hide behind it, put it out, out there and then argue your case of what you think it should be based on those type of comparables that we talked about. That should how, will
1: help. I, how will I find out which appraiser Scotia is going to be sending? Like, how do I get ahead of that?
0: Uh, You can't usually not with an institution like that you may be able to find appraisers that are acceptable to um, a a bank, and you know, ask them to choose them, but that doesn't usually happen usually they they pick an appraiser and send it out. So the only way you, you can't really get ahead, but what you can do is prep. So getting all the, those steps uh, ready, the before stuff, you can get that done before you even know who the appraiser is. And whether it's, you know, person A or person B, it doesn't matter. Just get your, um, get your stuff together and you're ready to go no matter who it is.
1: And then have that binder essentially ready, like in the property, sitting in the property. So in case they come at a time when I'm not there or. No, like- no, you, you are there. I don't
0: care what you have to do. You need to be there. This is, remember what I said, this is when you get paid. This is not the time to, to sit back and, you know, relax. This is the time to take action and be there. You want to do that, do that at other points of the process. This is when you get paid.
1: Yeah, so, this is a big step, right? Yeah, yeah, so be there. don't, don't,
0: yeah. right? The other thing is you can send an electronic version of it to them too. So if you if you get the um, appraiser's contact information, get their email address and then send them an uh, electronic copy of it. Um, you know, that's something that you can easily do to make sure it gets into. Now, it, it is possible that an appraiser may not, you know, want to accept it, but it happens maybe like, nine times out of 10 they'll just take it anyways right right right. Um, but uh, you may have that one one out of 10 that won't it's up to up to them they're going to come up with their own numbers anyways Um, you're just you're just trying to do your best to uh, present them information that you think that they should use they're going to use their own no matter what but You know, I think that it's always helpful and it shows that you're you're putting an effort in that you really want this right and you're you're trying to set yourself apart from homeowners or other people that are there and show that you're a professional and that you know you do this. And, you know, by stepping up your game, you're making your you're setting yourself apart. And that's what you always want to do. You know, um, you know, when I'm as a multifamily investor, I want to set myself apart. There are other people who invest in apartment buildings. I am the somebody who gets out there, gets things done. And, you know, um, and I want to set myself apart and away, away from everybody else. You're doing the same thing when you're looking at your um uh, your project and the appraised value by, by doing these extras. So that's, that's what you got to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that was one of my questions. Like how do I know when the appraiser is coming? Cause I, A, I want to be there. B, I want to present uh, information, whether it's beforehand or at least on site. So the answer was like, Oh, the you know the bank sends the appraiser and we, we won't. They'll, they'll so.
0: contact you and arrange a time. So you just make okay. sure that it's a time that you can be there. Awesome. Awesome.
1: No, thanks so much. I certainly appreciate the time, Quentin.
0: No problem. It's nice meeting you. And uh, I'm sure that we'll uh, see each other again soon. Thanks for listening to my conversation with our member. I hope you got some valuable information out of it. If you would like to create wealth, freedom and security through real estate investing, make sure to check out getrealwealthy.com. Until next time, I'm Quentin D'Souza. Get out there and take action. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for information purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to getrealwealthy.com.